The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Cole. As a leading functional medicine practitioner, I have had the unique position to see so many alchemize their pain and health problems to their purpose. Now I want the same for you. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers, where there is a fresh infusion of grace and lightness into wellness. This is the art of being well. Join me every Thursday for a new episode. Hey, it's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays, and you're listening to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I am so excited. This feels like a long time coming. It is with the one and only Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. I have known Rosie for a long time. She is the most supportive beautiful, funny, inspiring, creative person. And her taste is just so incredible. Everything she does from the collaboration she works on, the partnership she has, her very own brand, her style, her home. I love her taste and I appreciate the creative eye that she brings to so many of her projects. I can tell by each of the things she does how much passion and love goes into each and every one of them. And so I'm so excited to sit down with her in this episode and talk about everything from her business, her role being founder at Rose Inc., her personal style and how it's evolved, her wellness practices and morning routine, and her go-to outfit she wears during the day. If you're listening to this episode, be sure to screenshot and post this on your stories and tag Rosie and I because I just might be sending one of you a little giveaway of some of my favorite things. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's hear from Rosie. I feel like this has been a long time coming. I know. I'm so happy that you're here. How long are you in LA? I've been here for nearly a week okay. and I'm here through to the weekend. So it's kind of a 10 day trip. I try not to do longer than 10 days away from the kids. So probably last time I saw you, we've moved back to London. Yes. So our children can grow up there and our son's in school there. And I had the baby last year, my I second know. baby. And then I couldn't travel back here all of last year because, you know, she's a little young to come this far away from. So it's put me, like, I haven't been in LA for 18 months and it's been really hard because this is like, feels like my first true home. I yeah. moved here when I was 23 and I have like my dream home here and I've missed it dreadfully. But yeah, I, I got here a week ago and it's just, I love LA. I really do. It's, it's, it's like the polar opposite of London and then everything about LA that it lacks, London makes up for. So to have the kind of two of them, it's great. Yeah. What are your favorite things about LA? Well, the weather. I mean, when you're right living now. in the UK, and no, not right now, but the weather, I think. And I, I find the people here really inspiring. I like the sort of can-do positive attitude. I just find the sort of the, the things that I love, like my day-to-day -day things like appointments, doctors, gyms, they're just amazing here. So all the sort of like amenities that you kind of need day-to-day. -day. There's a real wellness sort of lifestyle here. And I think you know, between sort of working and family, it's really nice to have that all on your doorstep. Whereas London's much more kind of social and going out in the evenings and kind of more cultural experiences, I think. So to have both of them, but I just, I've also got all my friends here. My real like long-term friends are here because I moved to when I was 22. I'm 36 now. I made this my sort of first true home. So there's a lot of heart here still, which is great. And it's amazing for work and Okay, so London. You, you have the favorite thing about LA? London, go on. Okay, so London. How has it been being back there? It's been a transition. Okay. It has been a it has been a transition. I think, you know, it's like I said, I was here for eleven years and I made it like home here. I was kind of getting Rose Inc. off the ground. 
And then I think between COVID sort of fast tracking a move back, we'd always been talking about going back to LA to raise the children there. But I think we probably might have done it a little bit later. And then COVID kind of came round and we ended up sort of going back what we thought would be temporary for Jason to just shoot a movie. And then it was like, oh, now we can't get back. And it turned from like a few months into six months. A year, you know, and you get settled. And I think it's better for family life for us. So that's a kind of identity shift as well, where as you become a parent, you know, you have these like sudden things that really happen to you overnight when you're holding a baby, but also things evolve and change as they get older. And you know, you have to make decisions based on their well-being, obviously, but they don't always coincide with what is necessarily right for your way of life that you want to live. So it's a balance. And, um, you know, you have to make some sacrifices, obviously. And and I think Jason and I have always, you know, really wanted our kids to have a very grounded, chill, private childhood. And so the UK Yeah, I feel like that's what I really love about you and your content. Like, I know you in real life, but I like the boundaries you put around your life Mm. on social and how you live because it's like, okay, this is my work and this is like what I post online and then I have this other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I feel like it's really hard because I think like my kids are so cute and sometimes you just want to share a gorgeous picture of your kids and, and show off about it. But it is a boundary for me. I think. I just always dreaded the idea of my kids turning around at 16 and being like, you and dad put me all over the internet and I didn't want that and I want to go get a normal job and everybody, you know. And I think without even having real boundaries with that, when you live in the public eye, your children are exposed to it without you even having to try. So, you know, I've just always felt like that's Jack and and Bella's decision. If they choose to sort of live a more public life, they'll make that decision and you know, it's not a hard thing to switch on. Yeah. Well, if that's something they want later on in life. So, yeah. I want to get into a few rapid fire questions yeah. from you first. Three travel essentials. Three travel essentials. Well, it all depends where you're going, right? Okay. But if I'm going on holiday, SPF, a swimsuit, and I'm going on and a hat. Okay. Those Favorite would be things that I have like a really nice kind of like little Chanel bucket hat, which I really love, Cute. which... It's cute. And then I have like a bunch of straw hats. And now that I'm past into the mid 30s, it's like hats, that's green, you know, like umbrella, the whole thing. I still feel really young. So I still feel like I'm in my 20s. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like getting closer to my 40s now, which feels very different. But in my, I'm like, oh no, I'm still young until I'm around 20 year olds. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it is. I feel exactly the same. And then you're sort of looking at, you know, you f- I feel like I'm still 20 and then you you know, like you said you spend time and you're like oh yeah I I have a different perspective or like they're going through stuff that I remember going through in my 20s and it's just different but yeah well that leads me to my next one which is relationship advice for someone in their 20s well I think it would depend what situation they're going through but I think I would say don't waste time if it's not working out And that's a really hard thing because I think in my past, I probably spent too much time with people where it wasn't working and you hold on because you have affection for them and you want it to work. But looking back, I just feel like I wasted time where I could have been focused on myself, focused on having fun and being single, crying over a boy. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'd wish I'd had more confidence to separate from that and not go through like a long period of time 
being really sad and yeah. not feeling good about myself. I was quite nervous to be single when I was younger. I left home at 16 and I just went from one relationship to the other. And then I met Jason when I was 22. So we've been together coming on 14 years now, which is wild. <sighs> but yeah, I think you just look back and re- sort of regret the time wasted because I do feel when I was single for a moment before I met him, I had so much fun and it was just great. And you answer to yourself and you live on your own. And I just, I actually was frightened of all those things. And in the end, it was like, this is great. You really get to know yourself in a completely different way. And I do think it's important before you perhaps settle down to have that time. So that would be one piece of advice. Probably have a few more. But yeah. <laughs> Favorite book you've read? Favorite book I've ever read. I think the most impactful book I've ever read and the one that I have read multiple times is The Four Agreements. And I love to gift that book to people. So I've bought it many times over the years and I always try and give it away afterwards. But I just think it's a fantastic book to kind of recenter you and make you kind of, I don't know, your values get realigned and it focuses you on those four agreements. And I do feel when they're put into practice, it does make a difference in your life. So that's the one I would say that's made the greatest impact. And then I think the other ones that made a really big impact on me when I was younger were like the Harry Potter books. I mean, I just think it. there was nothing else like that. It was so transportive. And I think they're just, you know, beautiful stories for children. And I can't wait to read those with my kids in the next few years. It's pretty fun. I remember being in elementary school and they had the first book and yeah. they brought it to the library. This is like yeah. pre-movies. Yeah. And I just remember this book being so big yeah. and reading it and exactly. being so excited by it. Yeah. And now it's like obviously a whole franchise yeah. and more. So, I mean, I remember standing in line for the book in Union Square. I think I sort of just started modeling and the last couple were coming out. And I remember being like at Waterstones, like standing in line for that book. And I just think they got, you know, wonderful memories and listening to them in the car. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to share those with my kids one day. You just talked about modeling. Mm. You've had a lot of jobs mm. up to now, mm. modeling, acting. Mm. Now you're a brand founder. Mm. How is this role more fulfilling for you or fulfilling in a different way than things you've done before? I think because it's really challenging and I get to use my mind in different ways. I get to have full input, creative input and, you know, all the business side input. So even if it's not something I'm an expert in, I'm learning and I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm growing and evolving. And I just think, you know, 20 years of modeling and being on camera has informed so much of the brand, but also like anything you've been doing for 20 years, you're ready to sort of apply everything you've learned into something else and evolve. But yeah, I mean, nowadays I would be more than happy to kind of go for a shoot and be done in three hours. I find that I'm just not stretching myself in the same way and it's not as creative for me. And half the time I'm on set with people who I've been doing this for way longer. So I still like that. I understand it's part of my job and I enjoy it, but I I really love being part of a brand and I love working with people that inspire me, I think. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about summer, I really think about lightweight, easy, clean makeup that I want to wear. And there's a couple of favorite products that I want to share with you guys from Sephora. So if you haven't tried them yet, Sephora has so many clean makeup brands and products to choose from. And I love them. And I'm going to share with you guys a few of my favorites. So of course, there is Summer Fridays. So first of all, we have our sheer skin tint. It is incredible. I wear this product every single day and it's really like a hybrid skincare meets makeup product. It feels like a serum on your skin. You're getting amazing skincare benefits like tiger grass and hyaluronic acid, but it's giving you this sheer wash of color. I love this for daytime. I usually wear it paired with some sort of blush or cream blush and lots of creamy, beautiful products. And I also pair it with our new blush bomb sticks. We have four shades available at Sephora. 
And another clean makeup brand available at Sephora that I love is Rose Ink. So Rosie and I talk a lot in this episode about some of her favorite products and some of mine. And the one that she was wearing when we recorded this video was the Lip Cream. It's a long-wearing matte liquid lipstick, but it really looks just soft and matte on the lips. It was such a beautiful shade that she was wearing. Another rose ink favorite is the Solar Radiance Hydrating Cream Highlighter. I love this because it feels really dewy and light on the skin and not overly shimmery, but it really gives you a glowing skin-like finish. My favorite color is the one that's called Glancing. It's like this beautiful rosy bronze. Another favorite brand that I have is Kosas. And when I'm setting all of my cream products, I like to use a really lightweight powder and they have the Cloud Set Baking Powder. It's also talc-free and vegan. To learn more, visit sephora.com clean. It's the season of travel. I am so excited because I love getting ready for a trip. I know that's like a really funny thing to love because I feel like packing can sometimes be dreading and overwhelming, but I really like just prepping for a trip. I actually did an episode all about this a few episodes ago about how I prepare for a summer's trip. But if you guys dread packing, there's something that can make it a little bit more enjoyable and that's everything from base. Base is an overpacker's dream. It can be hard to fit everything in, especially when it comes to luggage, but with base, there's room for everything. If you have 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip, no problem. And if you're looking to save a little bit on base, use code Mariana for 15% off. If you're deciding between a few pair of shoes, bring them all with base. Base was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek, affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Base has thought of everything you could want in a piece of luggage, 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead, and Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash Mariana. Go to basetravel.com slash Mariana for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash Mariana. I think there's probably a lot you do behind the scenes that people don't realize you yeah. do for the brand. So yeah. what are some of those things that we might be surprised about? I mean, it's the endless meetings. Last year, I feel like I was really went to ground because I'd had the baby and I was busier than ever. You know, you're on Zoom calls and meetings and kind of appointments all day with the brands. And, you know, it's not just Rose Inc. I have my footwear line. I have my lingerie line in the UK. And then there's always a project in the works as well. So, you know, I'm just really involved in all aspects of, of the work and what would one thing that people would be surprised that we had well, breakfast in Paris and uh, you were telling me about one of the things you do that we both do what was it oh that we still approve the social feed. oh yeah I mean approvals that's a big part of it yeah. I have you know because I'm very visual and because I have a very clear idea of what I want the visuals to look like for Rose Inc and I think you, I can't execute everything. So you've got teams of people that are creating content and trying to create it through your lens. And I just feel that it needs to run through me. So I approve everything with the brand from, you know, what the campaign assets look like to the still life, to the PDP page, to the website, to any kind of brand, branding moments, pop-ups, the in-store gondolas. I mean, you, you name it, social feed, everything. And that's the bit I love. I love being able to push the team and I love being able to be part of the creative process because that really is what I've done for 20 years. I think probably people would be surprised I'm also the girl on, you know, if I'm on set 
working and there's a shoot happening I will quite happily go in and like do the buckle up on a girl's <laughs> shoe or like go in and fix somebody's dress like I've just I do roll my sleeves up I, I think when you're a brand founder and particularly in a startup space for anybody you kind of have to be prepared to roll your sleeves up wear many hats not be too precious be a team player and not see that you you kind of have the this is what I'm going to do and I'm not going to do that you kind of have to just get stuck in amongst it and not be too precious about it all so yeah you were mentioning the brand and then there's a shoe collaboration there's mm. so many other things that you're working on yeah. a mom of two and yeah. you also want to take care of yourself how yeah. are you balancing <laughs> I, it's like there is no answer no. but I don't know if there is a a balance. I, I just think you have to find what works for you. But also I think there are periods of time when it does fall out of balance. You know, like last year I was at home much more. I wasn't traveling. I was much more with the baby at home and getting her on her feet. And, you know, I felt like I was missing out on certain work opportunities. I love to travel or I just felt like, you know, I'm, I don't want to be sat at a computer at home every day. I want to be out. So this year I've been a little bit more out and about. And then I'm starting to travel more, which is great. But then, yeah, you know, I'm here in LA for 10 days and I miss my children like dreadfully and can't wait to go home. So it's just, it's tricky. It's not kind of black or white answer to it. I think you just have to have some kind of idea of what works for your family and what works for you. So I have like, I won't be away from home for any longer than a maximum of 10 days. And I'll only do that maybe once every two months so that I can be at home and then I make sure if I'm at home, I'm at home by four, five o'clock every day so I can be with the kids for dinner and bath time and story time and all of that, up with them in the morning. So there's just, uh, you know, you do put into place things that you figure it out and you figure it out with your partner as well because I think you can both, you know, between my schedule and Jason's schedule, we've found a kind of rhythm with that as well. He goes away on a movie, I don't travel, when he's at home and and he's not doing a movie, I can be out and about a bit more and and go off and do my traveling. And so, you know, that works quite well. I'm fortunate to have that. And he's, you know, just like a fantastic father that really, really, really loves it. So it's great. Anything about motherhood, do you feel like changed the way that you work? Yeah, I think you get much more strategic. And I think you have less patience for kind of, the time wasted on things, you know, I want to sit down and be very productive every day. I want to come into a meeting, have like clear points and agenda of what we're going to be covering. But then also when you're working in a creative field, you do need to have these moments of kind of ideating and having creative sort of workshops with the team, but it'll be very much like I'm coming in, we're going to do this together. And then you just strategize, like you're like, I don't have time to be all over the place. And you know, like for me, for instance, I don't go out that much in the evenings anymore, probably go out once or twice a month. And so you're very focused on what those evenings entail. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I want to talk about the ethos of Rose Inc. and starting the brand. So I think something people don't know about you is mm. your struggle with skincare. Yeah. And ingredients and your skin yeah. and acne. Yeah. What kind of was that like for you? Because I think people look at you and they're like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. I would have <laughs> never imagined yeah, I mean, I've had acne-prone skin since I was probably 15, right around the time, you know, you enter puberty. My mum has acne-prone skin still. She's 60, in her mid-60s. And it's just evolved over the years. I've had periods where it was really true, kind of very inflamed, 
acne, very sore and uncomfortable and had to sort of stop working or go on medication. And then I've gone through periods where it's, you know, still congested skin, but it's managed. And and then I've had periods where it's like, okay, I'm doing good. I haven't had a spot for three days. And this, you know, it's, so it evolves and it shifts. I think for women, our hormones play a massive part in it. And so I think one of the most impactful things for me about six, seven years ago was learning about non-comedogenic, which is, means a product is non-pore clogging. There's a list of about 100 ingredients that can be pore clogging to the skin. And when I kind of cross-check the ingredients with my skincare and my makeup and my shampoos and even like detergents, I was, there was just full of pore cloggers. So I sort of got rid of all of that stuff, found products that were, were not pore clogging. And was like blown away almost immediately within a matter of weeks. I saw a massive improvement in my skin. And so that was like essential for me at the beginning of Rose Inc. It was like, I want to have clean ingredients. That's one part. But the thing I really want to have is make these products non-comedogenic. If I'm going to create beauty products, I want to make sure they're not also clogging my pores. And that's been a really big differentiator for the brand, I think, that sets us apart. Because all the products that were on the market at the time were kind of medical or a bit crunchy they they weren't glamorous elegant sort of high performers products like rose ink so i do think that's really set us apart you can't find many color brands that are fully non-comedogenic so and they are very much you like the packaging the branding it's all like this rosy style yeah i think you put so much of yourself into your brand and it has to be it has to be authentic to you you've got to hold it up and talk about it and tell people why you love it and I think over the years, I've worked with brands where there's been a like, real synonymous kind of like click and you're super proud to be the face of the brand and talking about the products and you really believe in them. And then there's been jobs I've taken and you're like, OK, well, you know, maybe I don't believe in this so much, but and you and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to go promote something that you don't feel authentic about. Your audience know it. They can tell when you're getting paid for something or when a project turned out in a way that you weren't really happy with and you've got to go on record talking about it. You know, Jason always says to me, it's like, if you do a bad movie and then you have to go promote it, like it's re- it's really, it's a struggle and just you have to be authentic in your partnership. So yeah, I think you do pour your heart and soul into a brand that you're founding. Like truly all your ideas, all of your kind of, personality and and everything and so I think the way that the brand has turned out does feel really authentic to me but I also hope it feels authentic to my consumer and my customer and my followers so and I think I've struck a you know a really good balance of it being an accessible brand but also feeling elevated at the same time which is key really key for me with the brands I work on. Do you have a current favorite product? I know it's like they're all our babies. Yeah, my new favorite product is the lip cream, which launched about two weeks ago. And I have to say the formula is like nothing else. The shade collection is beautiful. I'm wearing it now. And I I just really proud with this product. I love all the products. Nothing goes out that I don't really think is amazing. The SPF is phenomenal as well. And that was a newer launch this year. But the lip cream is like my new baby. I feel like you and your lips, it's like very iconic for you to have a yeah I I know and I've sort of I love a lipstick but I don't wear it day to day the lip creams are just like I don't there's just a cool undone vibe to it but they're also kind of like you can have a real glam moment Mm -hmm. with them and the shades I worked on really hard and I just think they're very universal you can wear a bunch of them you can pick a favorite 
they work on multiple skin tones. I want to get into your personal style because I feel like people had a lot of questions about your style. Oh, they did? You're not on TikTok, are you? No. Do you watch it? Like, do you have a Finsta? No, I don't watch it. I need to get on it. And I I just haven't got around to it. I went on the app the other day and signed myself up for it. It's a little really confused and overwhelmed. I made one video, which was amazing. Took like three hours to make a video, which is the other thing I think with content when you're busy and you're actually a brand founder or you're doing these other projects and you're a parent, you've got all these things to actually create content. As you know, it's very time consuming. Mm -hmm. People assume because it takes 15 seconds to watch, it takes 15 seconds to film and it's probably taken you an hour or two. Mind you, you're a machine, maybe (laughs) not, but I made a TikTok and I haven't posted it yet and I, I need to get on it. I kind of actually into the idea of it being much more casual than Instagram because Instagram I love because I'm very aesthetically kind of like inspired. But yeah, you know, it's like super polished high-end content that's on that now, which is definitely a part of what I love. But I sort of like the idea of doing things that feel a bit more throwaway, maybe more funny, just rough and raw. So I, I need to get on TikTok. I think people don't know how funny you are too. So I think it's like a place for you to be yourself and show like more of your personality and like English humor. Snapchat first came out and I loved that because I was super silly on it. And I just, I liked that ability to kind of, you know, you don't have to have everything buttoned up and perfect and polished. It was like, let's just be silly. Well, I brought up TikTok because everybody on there is obsessed with your style. Like they make video montages of you and they're like, you set the blueprint for like this style. You're so elevated. And so people are obsessed with your fashion. I feel like every day I see a video of you and especially from your most recent trip in Cannes, everyone's like dying over your looks. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, TikTok. Yeah, so they love you on TikTok. So I feel like you need to definitely get on there and maybe just post like your outfits of the day when you're getting dressed, when you're doing your makeup that day. All right. You can film it in the I want to do it. Yeah, you could do it. I want to do it. Hopefully it'll be up by the time this (laughs) podcast comes out. So how do you describe your personal style? I just think it's like easy, polished, classic pieces. Like, you know, what I'm wearing today is not kind of anything out of the ordinary it's a classic turtleneck and a long white skirt I think I just gravitate towards like classic pieces with a bit of a twist that make them feel contemporary or interesting so it might come you know down to a blazer that has like an interesting silhouette or an interesting shoulder you know maybe it's a shirt with something that makes it a little sexy it's open back you know skirts dresses but I think once I had Jack, this was a big turning point as you just have less time. It was also suddenly like this m- sort of minimalistic trend came in, like the 90s k- trend came in sort of after him. And it just really suited my lifestyle. And it also sort of was a great transition from where I was before. My style was always, before. I was more, bo- it was more bohemian. I had more time to get dressed. I liked to pr- print. I liked to frill, I liked to boot and a hat. And that was of that moment. And but also moving into sort of more kind of sleek pieces, polished pieces was not like I didn't feel like I was changing my style. It was just sort of evolving. But I think it's just now I have slightly less time to get ready. I don't have time to get changed five times like (laughs) I used to. And I'm traveling and I just I want to go shopping less, but I want to buy well. And I, you know, if I'm purchasing something now, I want it to be an investment that I know I can pull that out of my wardrobe next summer, the summer after. It doesn't feel like this. Oh, that was that brand last season. Don't want any of that. You know, luckily I have great relationships with 
my favorite brands where I can sort of say, can I borrow this jacket for a moment? If it's something more, I don't know, intricate or kind of embellished or something. But yeah, I try and spend my money in a way that I feel those pieces will become classics of my wardrobe. So it's quite monochromatic. It's quite neutral. If I travel, everything works with each other. It's become like a sort of uniform. And, you know, I think, yeah, it's just minimal. It's good. I love it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think about it too much. On the go, I need to be comfortable. I need to be able to get in and out of a car, perhaps change a top to go out for dinner. But it's just pick up the kids from school, put yeah. on a pair of trainers and it works, you know? So, yeah. If you're getting dressed in the morning, do you have like a go-to outfit you put on? If I'm in London, <laughs> my gym gear. <laughs> I wear a lot of active wear just because I'm with the kids a lot. And my kind of uniform when I'm with them is more kind of like comfy pieces. I can be on the floor with them. I can like go outside. You know, you've just got to be really have the ability to kind of get messy for the day and be comfortable, but still feel put together. But my uniform for a sort of a day of work would be, I love a blazer. I always think you can wear a really simple outfit and throw on a blazer and you just look pulled together and, and, and polished. But I don't know if I have like a uniform. Do you think I do? Mm, tailoring? Yeah, like I think tailored I items, tailoring. like a trouser. Yeah, I do. And love then a, a good heel. I do love a trouser. And then like a top or like a sweater. I yeah. like you wear a lot of like trouser yeah. sweater combo sometimes yeah. and I love the mirror selfies so whenever you like take a little break and then you come back I'm like so happy because I always save them as like outfit inspo well it's funny because I do the same with lots of my favorite style icons and you know we just all kind of end up feeding and inspiring each other it's really nice but yeah the mirror selfies are, are like this thing that they just do people love them and <laughs> I like doing them and it's it's silly but fun and then those style icons like who are some of your favorites for me a couple of my close girlfriends who are not like in any way celebrities have always been my like style icons. I've got a girlfriend called Tiffany Bensley and a girlfriend called Ashley Dempster. And they're just like, to me, the chicest, coolest chick chicks. And they, re they really do inspire my style. And I was like, oh, God, that's so good. And then Christine Centenero has inspired me for years. Like I've been obsessed with her for like 10 years. And and she has a wonderful line called Wardrobe NYC, which I've been a big fan of since like the very first season and, and probably wear a piece from that like every single day. Emmanuel Alt has always been a big style icon of mine. And I think it's it's really interesting. I was having a conversation the other day about style icons or style. And it's actually not so much about the clothing. It's about the person and them finding what truly works for them. And they just wear it with like a confidence and an air. And that is what makes them an icon. You could put me in somebody else's wardrobe who's incredibly stylish and it probably doesn't suit me and vice versa. So it's about finding what truly suits you, what you can give off your best energy in, I think. And it is very much about an inherent, just that person has just inherently got a vision for how they want to dress and it's authentic to them. You know, think of someone like Kate Moss or you know like Christine and it's just their wardrobes are completely different but it's what's in inherent to them and they wear it I love Christine she's yeah. amazing yeah I like every look I'm always saving her like on Pinterest I'm always yeah. searching for new pictures because I feel like she doesn't post that much of her so whenever I, I see pictures I like so to save them. I know I was like Christine come on give us what we want <laughs> I know she's great so I want to talk a little bit about your routines every day like do you have a morning routine do you have an evening routine 
Yeah, I mean, you have routines, right? Whether they're good or not, I don't know. I mean, I wake up when I'm at home. It's mostly wake up at about 6.30. The baby's up. She comes, gets in bed with me and she has her milk and we watch the news in bed together. And it's just my favorite time of the day. If it's the weekend, Jack might come in bed and we watch some cartoons together. And that's really like my favorite way to start the day. And then it's down to for breakfast with the kids. So getting them breakfast, dressed, ready for school. And in between that moment, I might manage to give myself something to eat. I try and drink a lot of water in the morning. I find that's just really like flushes, but I'm also like a, a corpse unless I have some coffee. So I'll have my coffee, lots of water. Depends if I'm fasting or not. Sometimes I fast until like towards lunchtime or I have breakfast, but I'm truly like a sort of eggs and toast girl if I'm going to eat in the morning. And then get Jack out the door for school and... And then I spend a bit of time just me and Bella, like doing some reading or just doing some playing together, have a walk in the garden. And then I get ready for my day. Usually get dressed for the gym, go to the gym, and then I go to my office space and work from there for a few hours of the day, like probably until mid-afternoon. Do my Zooms, my meetings, my appointments from there, any kind of appointments I might have in, in town or meetings. And then I come home and you know, make it back for when Jack's back from school and hang out with him again, maybe have some more Zoom calls at the house there. The tricky thing about being in London when you have an office back in LA is that the time difference is so significant. And so, you know, I, I'm quite strict about if you need to speak to me, it's between 4 and, and 6 p.m. So a few days of the week, I have that window booked out with my team here in the in on the West Coast. And then, yeah, dinner time, Jason and I eat really early. The kids eat at like five o'clock and then we eat at 5.30. And then, you know, hang out with the kids, whatever we're doing. When it's summer in the UK, it's light for so long. So we try and be out in the garden because certainly in the winter, you're like not in the garden. I mean, you realize like, God, it's probably been five months since I walked down the bottom of the garden. So we just love it. We've got massive lawn and, you know, it's the best part of where we live is it's really green and leafy. And then kids to bed. So by eight o'clock, I'm pretty. It's a full day. It's a lot. That's you did a lot. I am like really exhausted, yeah. and I just need time on my own. So I usually then go for a shower. I do really. I can't function at that point. I'm just. I need time to decompress on my own. So I have a shower, all the little bathroom rituals that you do, and I get into bed and watch an episode of whatever I'm watching and you know, have a cuddle and go Cute. to sleep. So I'm try, I try to go to sleep on around between 10, 10, 30 and 11, 30 and up at 6, 30 in the morning now. Okay, I feel like it's a really busy time for everybody and I never have time to just cook and do things at home, but I really want to take care of myself and nourish myself with foods that I love and I enjoy and that's why I love Sakara. Sakara's flexible signature nutrition program makes it really easy to plan nourishing, feel-good meals all around your packed summer calendar. So if you have dinner plans this week, you can sign up for breakfast and lunch. I love their breakfast. If you're tired of the same takeout, choose dinners and customize even more. I have to tell you some of the tasty things on the menu just so you get an idea of what you might be getting. There's a blueberry 
strawberry earth cake with cinnamon peach spread. And I love their breakfast. It is my most favorite. And if you want something for lunch, they have a pad thai. And for dinner, there's a rice bowl. One of the other breakfasts is a lemon curd poppy seed parfait. There's also a Saqqara burger and a banana nut brain food granola when you subscribe. The options are endless and they are catered to your taste. If you're looking for meals that are ready to eat, delivered to your door, and actually help you look and feel your best, Saqqara is the answer. It is so much more than just a meal delivery program. Saqqara is like a nutrition program, like having a nutritionist and a chef in one. Their meals are expertly designed to support your summer's wellness goals from clearer skin to boosted energy, and they're also delicious. Saqqara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed ready-to-eat meals deliver results you can see and feel from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Mariana or enter code Mariana at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Mariana to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Mariana. So what are you waiting for? I can't believe that the time is almost here when we are celebrating the 4th of July. The summer is just flying by and I'm so excited for the season. It's finally getting warmer again in Los Angeles. So I'm ready for the sun to be out and to celebrate and to be outside. And one of my favorite things to do is just hang out with my friends, be by the beach, have some barbecue, have some burgers and just really lounge around and have some time for myself. So if you guys are hosting a 4th of July bash or if you're reporting for grill duty on the 4th of July, Macy's has everything that you guys need. From barbecue tools to keep the burgers coming to red, white, and blue looks for the whole fam, you can find all you need to celebrate the 4th of July at Macy's. Just check out the red, white, and blue shop at macy's.com slash ownyourstyle. So all things red, white, and blue I love, but I definitely want to incorporate these things into my wardrobe all summer long. So there's a couple items here that I think you could wear for the 4th of July holiday, but really incorporate into your wardrobe as part of a capsule wardrobe. So I love this bag from Coach. It's called the Wash Denim Soft Tabby Bag. It's this shoulder bag shape. It's got that vintage kind of feel, and I love that it's a shade of blue, which also kind of feels like my favorite shade of blue. And if you guys are looking for a new pair of sunnies for summer, they have amazing ones from Prada. There's this style called the Women's Sunglasses PR 17 WS. I've seen everybody wearing this style. It comes in nine different colors. It's such a cute staple pair. And I feel like I need a pair of sunglasses all year long. And then there's a dress here too. So I love anything poplin and cotton for summer because it's just really effortless and chic to wear. There's this one and this one from Michael Kors. You guys can find all these and more at Macy's.com. I have a couple follow-ups. Mm. What's your coffee order? It's like cappuccino or a flat white or a latte what kind of milk regular milk whole milk i don't know why i just like the the oatmeal all the substitutes actually then they've got all these preservatives and sugar in them and then you know if you have good quality whole milk as long as you're not lactose intolerant of course i think it's you know it's got different kind of drawbacks but yeah what's your workout you're doing i have been doing back to doing Pilates recently, which I am obsessed with, but I also do a lot of free weights and I love weights, love it, love the like strength training side of exercising. And I've seen amazing results mm. from being very focused on weight training. And I think there was always this idea, oh, I'm going to bulk me up. I'm going to feel like a bodybuilder. I'm going to get kind of like thick and I don't want, and it's like the opposite and nothing has gotten me as like tight and as ripped as, as weight training so I love that and I just like feeling strong and uh, I love Pilates because long mm. and lean and elegant and girly and I love so I love that how many yeah. days a week are you working out my dream would be to work out four to five times a week that would be what I would really like to get to but life gets in the way so if I get to the gym three to four times a week I'm I'm pretty happy but you know with kids and 
the commute and all of these things and work it's it's tricky but I you know I also go through periods where you sort of have goals I have lingerie shoots every few months so I'll ramp it up like the few weeks before that or a few weeks before going on holiday but I do I love going to gym it's the thing that probably makes me feel truly the best is is exercise and then when you are feeling stressed, because I feel like you just have a lot going on. Do you on. feel like I feel stressed <laughs> a lot? <laughs> no, like you, you just have a lot going on. Like it is a lot to have like multiple businesses, lot, yeah. brands that you're working with, having a life, mm. you know, having kids. Is there anything you do to like center yourself or is there anything that helps you when you're stressed out? You know, for me, I get a lot of kind of nourishment or what I'm trying to think of a better word, but kind of recharge from alone time. And I think that's because, you know, days go by where it's like from the moment I open my eyes in the morning it's like the kids Jason then you get in the car it's straight into the 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 gym or straight into meetings and you know and then I'm around my team all day and then you get home and it's just like there's not an hour where I'm not with people and so I think alone time you know for me is really replenishing and I, I I really value that which is so funny because prior to having children I had a, I spent so much time on my own but you know when you're modeling and you're traveling on your own and Jason would be away filming a lot and we'd have these big periods where we weren't together and I was I felt really lonely and I didn't like being alone I felt, felt like I needed to be around people but now I'm super comfortable spending time on my own I feel like it's time for me to sort of work through stuff have these kind of diet have this internal dialogue with myself and it you know I feel like you can work through things sort of having little therapy sessions with yourself and so alone time is really important you know and then you know great whatever it is that makes you feel good that pampers you a great massage going to the gym a really good night's sleep being in nature, I find I'm drawn to more and more now. And I really want to find sort of a space for my family and I to kind of really be able to have space around us in, in nature and have some animals and things like that. So yeah, I feel like you mentioned the garden like multiple times. Yeah. And it also feels very English. Yeah. You're like, oh, we spend time in the garden. So mm-hmm. you guys want to have something like in the countryside? I think so. Or just in some kind of nature where you've got a little bit of land to yourself and so you can have some chickens or some animals or a pony but you can also like have a like little wellness spa and you know you can just develop a real kind of sanctuary for your family you know you have a playground and you can do you know you can get on quad bikes all of those things I grew up riding and I grew up in the country and so that space and that fresh air is so replenishing. I mean, but I also love being on the beach. So it's what I'm working towards. I think my long-term goal is to find that space for myself. And, you know, we are, I'd also really, really want to build a house. That's my, like, on my kind of goals of list of things to do. So how do you describe your interior design style or home style? Neutral. (laughs) Shocker. Minimal and neutral, but with warmth and earthiness to it. And antique, I love furniture. I think as I've moved into my, my 30s, I, it's just that next extension of style. And when you kind of are lucky enough to home own, you, you know, you realize you're so home proud, right? And it's just an extension of yourself and your journey. And you want to socialize at home and you're out in the world all day and it's intense coming back to somewhere where you feel where you can replenish and you can feel calm and 
serene. So I think those are the words I would think of. I don't have much primary color in my house. I like to walk in and it's just, it's earth tones, it's neutrals. It, I can, it feels airy and light. And I, yeah, I'm obsessed with furniture now. I love it. I yeah. love whenever you post home things. Jason, when I first met him, because he's actually really surprising thing about him when I first met him is he has amazing, impeccable, impeccable taste. He is the stylish, like, tastemaker in our relationship, I'll tell you right now. And he taught me everything I know about furniture and architecture and building. And when I first met him, he had this really, like, really cool kind of bachelor pad in L.A., and he'd be like, oh, this is a porkier home, like, chair. And I'd be like, what a loser. Like, I'd be, like, talking about some genre chair or all these, like, amazing designers. And they'd be pulling out books for me. And I'd sort of be like, oh, great. You know, I'd, I would kind of let him talk about it. And then over the years, I'm like, it's just, I don't know, you just grow up and you are inspired by those things. But at the time, I was like, oh, I love when he takes pictures of you. Like, how much did you spend on that chair? That's ridiculous. And I was getting all my furniture, like, you know. Yes. So yeah. I feel like as I've grown up too, I'm like investing in certain pieces where I like really want a chair. And it's like, I spend so much time at home. I want it to be a reflection of the things that I like. And I'm definitely influenced and inspired by my surroundings. So if I yeah. feel calm at home, yeah. I feel like it inspires my work. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think going back to your very first question, that's one of the big things. I feel between the UK and LA is they bring out different things in me. Like your surroundings are so important to your mood or to kind of, yeah, what's inspiring you. And between the climate here and the sort of more open space that you have, that in, is really inspiring just to sort of everything, you, the way you feel about yourself, the way you go to work, the way you kind of operate day to day. And then in, in the UK, it's like, okay, the places and the homes are smaller, they're old, they're traditional, the the streets are harder to kind of live on. It's a little bit more, I don't know, you have to have a bit more grit. It's like New York, like, like it's tough, you're stuck in traffic, it's like you're going to shop, it's like full of people and you are, it's just a, gr a bit of a grind some days. But then there's so much culture in Europe and so much beautiful kind of architecture that's completely different. So they do inspire you in different ways and they are both you know, feeding kind of mm -hmm. feeding me in different ways. It's good that you have both because I like yeah. to be in both places too. Last question mm. is what's the best advice you've ever received? That's a really good question. I think it would probably depend, I'm trying to think of the answer for this. It certainly would depend on where I'm at at that point and what, whatever I was going through. But I think fundamentally probably the thing that's most important is authenticity and staying true to yourself and you know that can mean different things at different times in your life but I feel that's what my mum said to me early on be authentic be true to yourself put out what you want back you know so I think it's that the energy you give out manifestation is a big part of I think my life very naturally I didn't really know what manifestation was until I kind of read it. And I was like, oh, but that's what I do. And it's, I've just been lucky that that's kind of inherently the way I think of my future or what I want. But yeah, I think that's so important. What you think of yourself, what, the words you speak internally and externally are what comes your way. The way you treat other people is 
a reflection on how you get treated. And so being present, being positive, all of those things are really, are really the most important thing. But they're really hard to put into practice sometimes. You know, they really are. And then when you're having these kind of periods of whether it's depression or you're going through a really challenging period, you then need your friends or your family to remind you of all those things. And so surrounding yourself with, with people that, I don't know, just feed you in a way and, and lift you up and push you forward and you have different types of friends around you. It's, it's really, it's, I don't know. I, I just guess that's not one piece of advice really, but. It was all good ones. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so besides your TikTok, mm. that's hopefully coming. Goals, okay. What can we look forward to next? Well, we've got some great product coming up at Rose Inc. Currently we've got one of my favorite projects I've done of all time, which is this collaboration with Hansa G, which is a swimwear line based out of the UK, founded by another British female founder, Georgiana. So. That's been a really wonderful partnership. I mean, talk about authentic. That is an authentic partnership. I've been wearing the swimsuits sort of for like several years now, came across the brand, bought, wore a swimsuit on holiday, posted about it. The white one piece, like, I can remember yeah, you wearing it. Like, ended up kind of crashing the site, broke the internet. And that's where the part, sort of relationship started. And over the years, we've sort of had several conversations about different partnerships. And I really wanted to save it for Rose Inc. I just knew it was going to be like a great brand moment. And it's been like our buzziest sort of moment to date, I think. And due to the fact that people are like, oh, this is like the dream partnership, the two brands coming together. So that was great. And I got to design suits with with the team. And, you know, that's going to be much of my summer wardrobe, I expect, and hopefully everybody else's. So that's kind of what's going on at the moment. I'm here in LA to sort of celebrate that. And we have our new lip creams, which are amazing perfect product in time for the summer as well and then we've got a really really exciting launch in September true a launch and probably most kind of sophisticated product to date so that's exciting I have a new brand launching next year which is also very exciting so kind of working furiously away on that behind the scenes celebrated like 11 years this year of my lingerie brand which is like the longest standing UK collaboration on the high street and that's been it just goes from strength to strength it's something that I've been doing for so long and I think like the statistic is that one of my bras sells every three seconds in the UK which is mad and it's just a really well-loved brand like it's truly I think what made me a, a household name in the UK is that brand and, and women love it I get flashed all the time by a random <laughs> people on the street which is great. But yeah, so those things all keep me really, really busy. Well, yeah, that you seem like 10 jobs. <laughs> yeah, they all keep me really busy. And then, you know, kind of getting back to traveling a little bit more and, and you know, building new relationships with, with different brands. Just signed an amazing contract with Tiffany & Co. So I'm new, one of the new ambassadors, which is amazing. I'm very excited for that. Again, feels like a really authentic partnership. Do you remember the um, bracelet in like the early 2000s, late 90s, the the silver bracelet yes. with the heart on it. Yes. It's like that's my earliest memory of, of that brand. And I was like, it was the best thing I'd ever gotten. And my mum had one. So it's just those those brands where you have like authentic memories for. So I'm very happy about that. It's such a great legacy brand. Yeah. And then I feel like they're doing so many amazing things yeah. now in the new store in New York. Yeah. And it's so iconic. And yeah. it's a great partnership yeah. for you. So we will see what the future holds, but I feel good. I feel actually better than I have in a long, long time. Long time. And you know, with COVID and having a baby, it was a moment. 
and it had its challenges, but I feel like I'm really in a great place and excited for the rest of the year. Oh, I'm happy for you. Congratulations yeah. on all the things. Thank you, Mariana. And thank you for coming on. I feel like I didn't want to ask you loads of questions. <laughs> and when you start your podcast, <laughs> you can. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me. And follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.